Welcome back to episode 144 of the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer. After our short hiatus last week, we are back with episode 144 as we chat to Hannah Blumenreich, creator of The Spy Design, and now an official Amazing Spider-Man writer. We welcome Hannah and assistant editor Allison Stock to the podcast. Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer. Today, I have a special Spidey edition of the Women of Marvel podcast, and I'm really excited because first and foremost, I have the assistant editor from the Spidey office, Allison Stock. Hi, Alan. Hi. And I'm really excited because I'm bringing you one of the few women that have actually wrote Spider-Man. I have Hannah Blumenreich on. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Hannah. <laughs> So I'm, I, it's kind of exciting because, like, well, Allison, you've been on our podcast before. Like, no, oh, you haven't. This is your first time. No, I've listened. Oh, this is so exciting! So I have two newbies on the podcast. Hello, hello. Um, so, so first and foremost, sort of like, you know, how did, like, did you know that? Did you sort of like know that Hannah was going to work on this before? I know that she's newish to, to first of all, Marvel and also Spider Man. Well, because you, because you, you introduced me to her. So um, yeah. So Nick Lowe, who's the senior editor, editor of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, he found Hannah's Spidey zine online, which is something that Hannah has done. It's this amazing, just like, little shorts, little snippets of this wonderful version of Peter Parker's, this like, you know, kid growing up in Queens, very slice of life, really endearing, really genuine, just like human emotions. Well, he's like a real person, and it's adorable, and it, it's really sentimental, and I love it. And Nick found these online and reached, I think he reached out to Hannah. I think he reached out to you and yeah. and wanted to do something. And he was talking all about the zine and we were reading it in the office and I was like crying a little because it's so cute. Uh-huh. Um, I, I mean, cute in a good way. I feel like cute kind of comes off as condescending sometimes, but it's like a genuine, like these are, these stories are wonderful and you have a real, you had a real knack for capturing these cool moments and so we wanted something like that to run in an issue sure and yeah um thanks for saying so <laughs> of course well like you know hannah what made you want to sort of write these where you did you always wanted to write comics you were like oh man what if i had just wrote some cute or whatever it was your it was just like an idea you and your friends had and you were like i should do this and and then you did it it's kind of the last one <laughs> um i mean I was always making comics, but never took it seriously for a long time. I definitely wasn't really into superhero comics. Um, And I guess I got involved with this Spider-Man thing as a joke. (laughs) And then it kind of just spiraled out of control because I started thinking about what sort of character he is and the universe that he occupies and what his place is in it and um, kind of took it from there. Well, that's, I mean, it's so, it's it's actually like a great, like, breaking in story, I would say, that sort of writing the sign, and then, you know, you get the call, 
Like, how, what was the moment when you got, did, did Nick call you and, and was like, over? because Nick is over the top, so like, <laughs> what, was, what, what was it when you first picked up the, or got the email from Marvel? Um, I don't know, I think it was sort of a moment of like, oh, okay, there it is, because at that point, a lot of people had been like, have they contacted you yet? And enough people had asked me that I was like, kind of waiting for it, and I was going to be like, are they? So when I did... He did email me. I was like, oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds pretty exciting. I mean, so let's take a step back. So, you know, what, you, obviously you, you worked on Spider-Man. You know, have you written other comics before this? Like, what drew you into this into this uh, medium? Um, I guess I just think it's a really good storytelling medium. It's a really good way to communicate an idea. Um and before Spider-Man, I was looking at, um, I was making a lot of like journal comics, like little short journal comics. And I had a small horror comic. Um, and I was sort of focusing on some personal projects, a lot of which have been abandoned at this point for no real reason. Um, but I was just kind of doing whatever interested me. Is there is there like another character besides Spider Man that you like really would love to write or? Uh, I talk a lot with a friend of mine about the Fantastic Four. Her name mm-hmm. is Shavana uh, Sukdeo or Shavana, um, and we just talk a lot about the Fantastic Four. And it would be really cool to like be able to do them. Um, and work on that family dynamic. Well, I, but I, other really. Well, I would say that that's, I mean, that's sort of coinciding with Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man and both the Fantastic Four are very real people. And I, I think yeah. that that's what draws people to Peter so much. Is And, you know, also, like, Sue and, and, and all of them, is that they have real issues that the regular of us are always dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that's it's so interesting. It's that, like, someone said that they... Um, that's like a, like a lot of readers enjoy the way that you sort of write Spider-Man as sort of this real character also having moments of every day where all, the rest of us have moments of every day uh, so uh, actually my intern pulled up some great comments and stuff well, one of them was in one of the comics uh, of Spidey Design is centered on Spider-Man protecting a woman from street harassment I love this one so much um, oh my gosh <laughs> and it's you know <laughs> For anyone who's been catcalled, mm. um, especially when you're out at night by yourself, mm. um, it can be a really, like, stressful experience. And that's sort of, it's so refreshing to see something like a superhero comic be relatable in that way, especially to women. Yeah. Um, actually, like, quite a while, like, months after I had put that thing up, um, I managed to find where it was sent to me, and I don't remember um, an older comic from maybe the late 70s, it looks like, um, of canon Spider-Man stuff, where he also encounters a lady on the subway train um, dealing with unwanted sexual attention from a dude, a rando dude. And he deals with it, and it was just like, the angle on it felt so wrong, because it was all about him. It was all about him and like him reacting to it and not about her and the situation she's in 
And I think it's so important, especially with a character like Spider-Man, who's supposed to be very attached to his community, to show him being selfless in that way and not being like, oh, think of how great I am doing this selfless thing that I'm doing and making witty retorts in my head over this guy. Like, it felt so false. I don't mean to step on someone else's work, but I don't think it was handled right. Um, Well, my assumption is that it would have been... It was written by someone who hasn't ever experienced that, and not to throw an entire gender under the bus at all, (laughs) but there is, you know, there's something that, you know, on the Women of Marvel podcast... (laughs) I guess, I guess, I don't know the, I'm assuming what the audience is. It's something that people kind of know, like, you know, write what you know, which is su- such a contrived thing to say in some sense, but in another sense, it does make, it does make a lot of, I'm saying the word sense a lot. It does make a lot of sense. Like, I'm not, I'm not, ex- sorry. I'm no, no, no. I mean, it, make, I, it like what you're saying is, is totally connects to, uh, we recently did a Women's History Month podcast where we talked about, um, sort of the history of women in comics and also the history of sort of like uh, uh, comics specifically made to women over time mm-hmm. and how they've changed. And what I think is also really interesting is as we were talking about it, how interconnected the social, the moment in time and people's opinion, people's opinions and people's reflections, how they impact comics. So, well, you look at the X-Men and you look at the civil rights movement, you look at um you know, you look at Captain America and sort of the the time and moment that he he died for a hot moment. Like, you know, they obviously we aren't writing comics to be point blank like connected to the political spectrum, but we but it does impact us. And so, knowing what you know mm-hmm. makes sense if you look at comics over time and like through through the the Golden Age and the Silver Age. Um, and I think that that's so important in, in this moment in time, especially for women working in comics, um, for us to to impact and also have a voice mm-hmm. little little moments like this of like a girl being catcalled and Spider-Man saving her I think is important for sure I think it's to my knowledge the first time there's been so many women working in superhero comics and it's really changing the kinds of stories that are being put out and more than that the way they're being told which I think becomes more important than like just assigning a bunch of dude writers a lot of female characters which is, you know, one thing, and it's not a step in the wrong direction, but it isn't the right way to go about it, you know? So it's good to have a lot of women handling female characters. It's good to have women handling male characters mm-hmm. and just to get those different perspectives on everybody. One thing I've noticed, actually, is the change in uh, female superhero costumes, <laughs> um, which has, it's been an interesting thing to track. Like, you can track... Like you can see, like the the way, like the bikinis and the the, cur- the curves. And, like, do you remember? Do you remember like Project Hawkeye was something oh, that yes, happened. Project Hawkeye. Yeah, yes. which is when they would take oh, all of these that, sexy yeah. poses yeah, 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 yeah. and redraw them, but Hawkeye doing them and how little sense it made, which I thought was an interesting way to go about yeah. it. Um, it's just changed so. It, it just feels so different now, and it feels. I mean, you know, the world has such a long way to go in so many things but it's always reassuring to see like spider woman jessica drew her costume is pants and a really cool leather jacket that i would love to wear like it's not it's it's interesting it just seems like clothes that people would wear yeah although not saying that 
Spider-Man's outfit is something that people would wear, but... <laughs> I mean, I've said this before, dancer's belts. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, talking about more about sort of, like, fan work and, you know, how you were discovered, Hannah, like, I think, right. you know, from your perspective, what is, like, the importance of fan works? Do you think that, you know, fans are just making work to just, you know, have a portfolio, or do you think that they, like... Do you think that there's that they sort of challenge or sort of like create new mediums or new sort of spectrums for, you know, maybe companies like us to follow on? I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I think at its best, fan work is filling in the gaps and addressing what an audience wishes they saw, but they don't. Um, so... On one hand, it's like, here's a character I really enjoy, and I've made a drawing of them. And that's like a really easy, you know, shallow but not problematic way to go about it. Um, I think it's a totally valid way to go about making a picture. And it definitely helps build online presence. And, you know, you get your drawing practice in, and there's nothing wrong with it. I think when you go about making a story, like a fan fiction or a fan comic, then you're really pushing for something a little more. And um, it's more like, here's what I wish I saw, and it's not there, so I'm just going to make it. And, um, you know, sometimes that, that's, that's like fandom at its best, I think, and then at mm -hmm. its worst, it's like <laughs> pushing in the wrong direction. I mean, we're seeing it now with, like, what I'm not entirely following, but there's all this stuff going on in video games with, like, fan base is just turning viciously on creators and sending all kinds of threats and so you know there's there's two sides <laughs> yeah i find that the sense of ownership and mm -hmm. even to use the word entitlement yeah yeah with with the gaming that i've seen and with a lot of things like people take offense when creators don't steer things in the direction that they want whereas instead of like on one hand, it's it's disappoint. It's valid to be disappointed, but there's so much that goes into any aspect of any creative endeavor that you know sending some hate to someone on Twitter hardly seems productive. Yeah, and sure, and it invalidates like people who have real concerns about the material that's putting out there, and they have like intelligent things to say about it mm -hmm. and an intelligent way to discuss it. They're totally overshadowed by these people who are coming out with these mean, ugly things to say, and it just sort of lumps them all together. So it's like, oh, anyone who comes at me is going to be one of these people mm -hmm. instead of oh, someone who I just need to talk to rationally. Yeah. So it's kind of a vicious. Uh, not a vicious cycle it's just sort of a pit <laughs> I can confirm that we in the Spidey office were very offended by the Spidey zine <laughs> oh good <laughs> we were all terribly offended we, we all cried <laughs> and then we all had some tea and we calmed down <laughs> and called it <you. laughs> Well, and I will say that, you know, obviously it's easy, it's easy to look at the negative side of fandom and, yeah. and the Internet, right? Because it's, it's that's what everyone wants to talk about. They want to talk about, like, the gossip. But I think that it's so important. Fandom is so important, especially to getting mm -hmm. um, both young readers and new readers, um, predominantly a lot of women, mm -hmm. to read, I think, through fandom and through the Internet has introduced them to characters that they may not necessarily be aware of. Um, you know, you look at the Carol Corps and... The, this this beast of an amazingness that you know you go anywhere and there's always one or two of them like at a convention and you know 
they the online on Tumblr they're so great because people come up and they're like, oh man, you know, like I want to read, I want to read something else, and then someone's like, here, like these are the books you should read. Like I think that's so important for our for our universe, especially for someone like you know getting introduced to Spider Man that may only know them from the movies. Mm. You know, Peter Parker is is more than just on the screen. That there's so many pieces to him that are so important. And obviously, once you meet Peter, then maybe you'll meet Miles, mm-hmm. and then maybe you'll meet Silk, and mm-hmm. then maybe you'll meet like the rest of them. And I think yes. that that's and from there you go into the the diverse world that Spider Man. Sure. Yeah. So, well, so sort of like, you know, wondering about um, what your, you know, you, you, so like, what's your background? Like, how did you get into this? Uh, <laughs> I went to, I went to art school um, and whether or not that like really impacted me artistically is, you know, up for debate, I guess. Um, as it is for anyone who did art school or didn't do art school, <laughs> I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of talking within the art community about whether or not it's even valid to do it anymore. Um, so it's totally up for debate. But I went, and <laughs> same with my theater degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's that, um, and I think sometimes in some ways it was super super helpful because I learned a lot of things about comics that I might not have otherwise in other ways it was sort of damaging because I learned a lot of things that I had to unlearn in terms of what makes good comics and you know that kind of thing so that's how it is whenever you're in any kind of art establishment I suppose um otherwise and in, oh gosh, I don't know. So that's like my drawing background. But in terms of writing, like I'm really kind of self-taught. I think I took like one writing class in art school because they don't offer a lot. They should. Mm-hmm. They don't. Um. So that's sort of been me, just working through my own stuff and trying to learn things from various sources. So when you, when you work, do you sort of, you know, I've talked to a wide variety of writers who also draw, and some of them will, like, sketch out, like, panels. You know, what's your sort of process? Do you, like, come up with a base idea, and then you just start typing, or do you actually, like, sit down and sketch really rough drawings before? Depends on the comic. Um, if it's something shorter, I'll kind of thumbnail it out while writing. Um, and if it's, oh, no, I have mail. and um if it's something longer i like to write it i like to sort of type everything out um which becomes a bit of a hassle because then you have to sort of go back inevitably you write too much and you have to go back and edit things out so you don't get like sprawling pages of talking heads Mm -hmm. that are not interesting (laughs) as a comic well then you have your editors to edit you down, right? <laughs> I, I I always say that it's the, what the editor's job here at at Marvel is so important because you guys are like you're like the producers, you're the project managers, you're you're also the editors. So like, there's so many pieces involved in making a comic, and I think so few people know hmm. that like not only is there like Hannah, then the you know there's. You know, depending on the book, you might have a pencilist, you might have an inker, you might have a colorist. Well, we had um, yeah, we had Jordan Gibson inking your story for the, for Amazing Spider-Man twenty-five, and then we had Jordy Belair coloring it. 
And um, and when it w- we were do we were, we had um, when getting them set up, we were like really. And you know, Hannah, you know, did you know Jordan from before? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Because we just wanted to make sure that they like were like, please read the zine, do that style, keep it, make it look like that, and because it was, I know, like you know, time, timing was a thing, yeah. deadline was a thing, but like when there, if there are no deadlines and if there are no timelines, the world would be cool. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's still no pretty cool. we get anything done. We'd get everything done. I feel done. like so many creators <laughs> need a deadline. Mm. Otherwise, they'll just sit on their Twitter all day. I don't know. Spidey Zine happened pretty nicely. It was well, quite go. good. There we go. It's so, it's so endearing, Hannah. I'm sorry to like turn this into me just like gushing about your work again, but it's oh, no, so... I am happy to accept gushing compliments always. <laughs> Whenever I'm in the village and I walk by that basketball court by the uh, subway, I'm always like, hey, I know where that is. That's from the thing that you play basketball. You know, see the on the basketball court. <laughs> well, sort of one final question for you, Hannah. Do you have any advice for, you know, young creators listening to this that... Are want to want to work in comics? Why work in comics? Well, like advice for them. Like, I mean, first of all, why would they want to work in comics? <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what would you say? <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Everyone, drop the mic. Walk out the door. I did it. I worked for Marvel. I don't need to do it again. No. Too many advice. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't know. Um, expand your artistic intake beyond comics. I feel like a lot of a lot of cartoonists, both young and starting out, and also a lot of working cartoonists, probably as well, um, don't read anything beyond comics. And I think it can become very telling in the work that you put out. Um, it's sort of a you-are-what-you-eat kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So if you take in a lot of different media, a lot of different ideas, a lot of nonfiction, um, it's a little bit from everywhere. It'll make you a stronger creator. That is definitely good advice, I would say. In, you, uh, As someone who was a photographer and was told to look at all the photos... Um, you know, that's definitely something that's, I think, really important. And mm-hmm. I think that looking at other people's work will make you, you know, re- open your eyes a little bit more um, to see other things. And and also, you might impact your work over time. So, well, where can uh, where can fans find you on Twitter, Hannah? Do you have a do you have a Twitter? I do have a Twitter. If you just search my full name, it'll come up. My Twitter handle is my first name and then my last name, but with no vowels. So it's, it's difficult for me to say out loud. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking at your name, and I'm like, I don't know how. Like, did I get it? <laughs> well, we'll make sure to, to tag you on, uh, on our social media, uh, and, uh, and everyone should go check out the, the Spidey design so that we know what we're talking about, but also, you know, uh, go read your comics. Uh, are they available now or yeah Amazing Spider-Man 25 went on sale last Wednesday so it is in comic book shops as we speak and it's exciting there's a dog it's it's great (laughs) it's the best dog he's the best oh yeah 
Hannah, I think people who've read it would just want some confirmation from you, maybe, if possible, if not, if you know. Is Sandwich okay? He's fine. Okay. He's good. He's got his forever home. Oh, good. Good. I'm very glad. Thank you. <laughs> I know a lot of headcanons are springing up. They must have been, but I'm glad are they? they from, there must be. But I'm glad to hear it from you. <laughs> cool. Yes. Well, I want to thank you both for joining us. Thanks for joining us, both you, Hannah and Allison. Thanks for having me. Okay, cool. We will check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. As always, if you have questions or suggestions, please email us at womanofatmarvel.com or tweet at Marvel with hashtag womanofmarvel. Make sure you're checking us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Plus, leave us a review with some shiny stars. We'll be back next week with the ladies of the Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. This is Marvel, your universe.